0: Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. My name is Brian Rushing. The guy across the table's name is...
1: Corky Franks. And check this out, Brian. I know everyone can't tune in Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNCRadio.com, 101.1 FM, or 1450 a.m. And that's why we have some great news for the listeners.
0: That's right. You can now get our podcast on SoundCloud as well as Spotify and Apple Music. It's fantastic for you. We do the work. You get the enjoyment. So enjoy. Shut up and sit down. Good morning, we welcome you into Hour 3 of the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B. Rush on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, streaming on WGNCRadio.com. So glad that you could join us this morning. It is my pleasure to bring on to the Rush Hour Morning Show this morning the field manager of the Charleston Dirty Birds of the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball, Billy Horn. Billy, good morning, welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Billy Horn, can you hear me? We'll try here in just a second. Uh, Billy Horn, can you hear me? Billy Horn. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Friday morning, And, and I should say to you, happy opening day as the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball opens up a season tonight. Your club, the Charleston Dirty Birds, up at Staten Island, taking on a weekend series against the Ferry Hawks. How are you doing this morning, Billy?
1: I'll tell you what, Brian. I'm doing awesome. I really am. Really, uh, really excited. Doing fantastic. It, like you said, it's opening day, and uh, as you know, as you well know, in independent baseball, you know when you're, you know when you're a manager, it's not just writing the lineup. So um, all the hard work, you know, from the coaching staff, myself, you know that we put in, bringing in you know, all the players and, you know, dealing with uh, visas and all the front office stuff. That's that's all good and behind us for right now. So uh, it looks like it's just baseball today. So very, very
0: exciting. How are you doing? Uh, well, things, things are going really well, of course, here in Gastonia. The Honey Hunters are going to open up their season tonight against the Frederick entry of the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. The question marks for the first 50 games of the season as we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But, Billy, I wanted to spend some of this time focusing on your organization, the Charleston Dirty Birds. It's been, in some ways, a year of transitions, and I'll explain that here in just a moment, but certainly a moment of highlight for you very early on in the year that we'll touch on. Billy, let me ask you this question. Last year, uh, the Charleston Dirty Birds, part of the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball, got through the season – and immediately, as soon as the season came to an end, Appalachian Power Park went through a bit of a facelift. Kind of explain to us on the on the air those that hardly can ever get to Charleston, West Virginia, what some of the things the organization did to improve the situation at Appalachian Power Park.: Well, the first thing that
1: we did was the city of Charleston um, put in uh, turf. They put an artificial turf, not only in our our ballpark, but also in eight other, I believe it was eight other uh, fields and stadiums throughout the Charleston, West Virginia community. That was, I mean, just fantastic. You know, you have this great playing surface. Uh, We got the perfect mounds, you know, the same ones that were in High Point. Um, And I believe Lexington as well, um, the last last couple of years. And then the other facelift is that we have a new sponsor. So the ballpark is now GoMart park
0: that's absolutely and, um,
1: right yeah so we've had two very key uh factors going into the stadium you know and uh i'll tell you what coming back from last year coming back in this year we have a new clubhouse manager uh who's been an affiliated baseball for the last couple of years young kid who works his tail off um i mean we've had pretty much a facelift down in the clubhouse the guys have been loving it during spring training i mean we're you know, we're getting fed well every day, kind of like we did last year. But, you know, we're, the guys are really getting taken care of. The place has been cleaned up. And uh, obviously we had a couple of exhibition games where we packed the house two nights in a row. So there's a, a good buzz in the air about, you know, the Dirty Birds. We feel very confident in the club that we have, um, you know, to start the season. We still got a guys, uh coming in probably next week. You know, a uh, couple of guys a little held up with the visa situation. But we got some of them in. and, and um, Everything seems to be positive all the way from the top down from, you know, owner, you know, a- Andy Shea and uh, Jeremy Taylor, our GM. We've got a couple of uh, old faces and a couple of new faces in the front office. And, and it's been a pleasure working with them uh, day in and day out, not only in the off season, but, you know, now, now that I've been up in Charleston for uh, almost three weeks now.
0: Now, independent baseball is very different than affiliated baseball on so many fronts, but even all the way down to spring training. Billy. What is the typical rhythm and pattern of spring training for the Charleston Dirty Birds as it relates to getting the guys in, how much time you spend together prior to the season actually starting?
1: Well, uh, we have an abbreviated uh, 10-day spring training. So uh, we have it set out where the way I set it up is, you know, uh, day one is obviously physicals, guys getting in, getting their gear, little light workout. And then when we have – you know, the remainder of spring training, we have our starters lined up to throw live each and every day, lining them up for, you know, their first start of the season. So Kit Sheets, who's our opening day starter, he threw on that first Tuesday. Uh, then he threw a couple of, you know, uh, five days later, and now he's ready to go tonight. Um, so with our with our spring training, one thing that I really wanted to hone in on uh, a lot uh, was fundamentals. Um getting back to the basics of the game. uh, You know, we all know that the game is quote unquote changing and evolving, but it's still baseball. And uh, Brian, in our conversations, um, you very much know that I am quote unquote, an old school kind of guy. I do believe in um, good, solid fundamentals. I believe in solid pitching and defense. And um, you know, the way I do it, I let our, I let our hitters hit, you know, I let them play the game, you know Um, but we really worked on, you know, cuts and relays and, uh, given the guys ground balls, fly balls. Um, a lot of PFPs wanted to see where the guys uh, need to go in bunt situations or balls hitting the gap. So um, it was pretty good. And then you got to remember with the turf, you know, after three or four days on the artificial turf, you start to get those turf monsters. So um, we didn't go, we didn't go too crazy, but we definitely honed in on on base running and, you know, getting the proper leads, getting the reads off the bats and you know, one thing for, for us is we're going to be aggressive on the base paths and, you know, try and get as many guys in scoring position and have these guys, you know, get their RBIs and run scored and things of that nature to put them in a position to uh, hopefully get picked up and, and get back to uh, an affiliated organization and up to the big leagues.
0: Billy Horn here with us, the field <laughs> manager of the Charleston Dirty Birds. Billy, I, I did want to ask, the, the new surface – You know, you guys are about three and a half, four hours north of us here in the Gastonia area. And so the weather can be a little bit of a bear, even at this time of the year in Charleston, West Virginia. Has the turf made a difference in helping you make the scheduling a little more predictable to handle? Well, I think with the turf, I'll tell you what, first
1: of all, I went up to Charleston about a month and a half ago and it was like 72 degrees. It was like the warmest day uh, in Charleston, you know, at that particular point in time in such a long time. So the weather has actually been great for us. We had one day in spring training where it dipped down and got pretty chilly, but the weather's been great. So, um, the turf plays very, very well, plays very, very fair. It obviously plays just a tad slow cause it's brand new, but, um, you know, uh, being able to put this team together in regards to, you know, de- defense um our our guys, especially the guys that are here for the first time, are really, really happy because their defensive numbers will you know by history be up just a tick because you 're playing on turf with those you know natural natural hops,
0: <clears throat> certainly predictability part of that rationale for bringing in an artificial surface now, Billy, you diverted the schedule a little bit from your typical run of the mill spring training to welcome in um, a, a, the Savannah Bananas. Now, again, for people that follow baseball and follow the Savannah Bananas, this is not, for all the rule changes that are happening in the Atlantic League, which there are myriad rule changes that are happening, the Savannah Bananas takes that and they just up the ante all the more. Give us an idea of what the experience was like having the Savannah Bananas come to Charleston, West Virginia and take on your club. Uh, I mean, uh, listen, it it was a fun experience
1: and, you know, I'm sure, you know, a lot of the guys on the team. I mean, all the guys on that club are former players. So it's not like they're just these guys that are hired because they can juggle or do anything funny or entertaining. Uh, there's quite a number of guys that were on that club that were in the Atlantic league, American association, frontier league, pioneer league, just last year. So, um, and, and I'll tell you, it's, uh, it is different. They have their own. They have their own little little niche. It's uh, everyone says they're like the Harlem Globetrotters, but after after being around them in, in person and seeing the production, I, I think they're more like WWE superstars, more like WWE wrestlers, where they have their routine every single day. And these guys are in shape. I mean, they had a pitcher go six innings against us, and I don't care who you are, being able to go up and down six times in a game. Uh, and do that week in and week out or every couple of days, you got to be in pretty good shape. So um, it was a great experience, obviously, for the fans, you know, because they love to see that stuff. But in turn, it was a really good experience for our organization because there's a lot more people out there in the Charleston community and from surrounding communities that came out and were like, whoa, that guy was in the big leagues last year. He's a dirty bird. That guy's got five years in the in the major leagues. He's a dirty bird. Wow, they got all these guys that were in AAA and Double A, so it was a great experience for us, kind of on the back end to help promote our ball club. So you know, at the end of the day, it was a win-win. But yeah, they did have some quirky, uh, you know, if like if you walk a guy, you know, the guy gets to run, a, uh, tries to get an inside the park home run or or whatever, and every person on the team has to touch it. But nobody lit themselves on fire, nobody jumped off the you know the top rope or the top of the building or anything like that. So it was all good, clean, safe fun and. And we had a good time with it. The guys really enjoyed it.
0: Well, and, and I would imagine, as as much as as much as baseball, even in the Atlantic League is trying to speed the game up. One of the tenets of going to a Savannah Bananas game is getting that game in in two hours. If the game was fast before, I would imagine it was on hyperdrive those those two nights that you played the the, the Savannah Bananas. Yeah, it was. You know, you, the one thing that was a little bit at first
1: concerning for all of us is. You know, after somebody throws a ball, the base runner naturally, you know, goes back to the bag. The hitter does this thing. You got to keep your head up because these guys are just firing pitches at you um, very, very rapidly. So, but like I said, nobody got hurt. We had a great time. And, uh, you know, I'm sure if those guys wanted to come back next year, we'd, we'd definitely do it again.
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine it was it was an experience, certainly for the folks that follow baseball in Charleston, West Virginia but it was certainly an experience for you guys. Now, Billy, on the field, what do you what do you perceive coming out of Charleston, West Virginia, as it relates to your club this season? Some of the names that you can possibly share with us, some of the people that you think are going to make dramatic contributions for your organization this year? Well, for me, it always starts with pitching. And, you know, last year we had lost
1: our entire starting rotation, had either gotten – Uh, picked up to a major league organization or to mexico so you know trying to replace those guys was tough and um you know obviously there were only two guys last year that went from independent baseball uh, up to the big leagues and we had one of them and that was kevin herget and uh that was something that was really special to us and and uh a streak we're looking to continue it's been three seasons in a row where i've been uh managing or coaching and and had a guy get to the big league so want to want to definitely uh try and try and accomplish that feat again but You know, on the pitching side, the main thing that that we wanted to do coming in for this season is, especially with that double hook rule, you know, where if your starter doesn't go five, you got to, you know, insert the DH or do a double, you lose the DH or insert a double switch. I wanted to make sure that our starting pitching was going to be five guys coming in that have career numbers of going at right around six innings per start. So, Um, you know, Kit Sheets is coming back for us. Derek Adams is coming back for us. Who both had, you know, fantastic seasons. Um, Derek obviously, uh, excuse me, Kit obviously got picked up last year, uh, went to Mexico. We've got Eddie Butler, uh, that we acquired in a trade from Southern Maryland. I mean, he pitched 158 innings or so last year. And, and, um, you know, we're really excited to have, to have Eddie, a great guy, great personality. Everybody loves him. And, uh, and he's a workhorse and, you know, rounding out our rotation, we got uh, a couple of younger guys. We got Mikey York coming over from the Tampa Bay Rays, Um, dad, former big leaguer. Um, You know, we expect big things out of him and Danny Warchanski who was arguably one of the top five starters in, in the frontier league last year, young left-handed pitcher and, and um, guy who just pitches with tenacity. So, um, you know, then you turn it over to our bullpen, you know, our pitching coach, Joe Testa coming back, the ageless wonder. And, uh, we got Williams Jerez, who was in the big leagues just a couple of years ago, and um, Ricardo Gomez is back with us. Another ageless wonder. I think he's like 60 years old, um, <laughs> but but, but Ric- Ricardo's Ricardo's great. He's durable. He's healthy. Uh, we got Jacob uh, Bosicovic and Ryan Clark, uh, our two big at, back end arms. Um, yeah, we got Troy Bacon, who was in Double A the last couple of years with really really good numbers. So. Um, You know, pitching-wise, we feel very comfortable and confident. But like you said before, with independent baseball, we can lose any of these guys at a whim. And, you know, trying to replace those guys during the season, it's a little tough, especially when you're rocking and rolling and these guys are going, you know, six, seven innings and trying to find a guy that can step in and and, and go at least five for you. Uh, That's what makes it tough. It also makes it a little bit fun, and and that's a great part about our job. Um, You know, as managers, there is no scouting department. We don't have – a scouting department, and, and this and that. It's it's all on us. It's on you, your coaching staff, and uh, and it's also for me. I've always felt that the players um, are your are your best adversaries during the season because they'll always come up and say, "Hey, I got a guy," or "Hey, Poppy, this guy just got released from Mexico. Hey, he's a good guy. He should come with us." So, um, pitching wise, we look really really good. And uh, you know, just to flip it over very briefly on the offensive side, um, you're going to see a lot more power in our lineup. Uh, that, that's for sure. You know, starting with Bobby Bradley, uh, Bobby was obviously in the big leagues the last three years. He had 16 home runs in the big leagues two years ago. Uh, Dennis Phipps, um, Dennis Phipps been around a long time. He hit over 30 home runs last year in the, uh, in the frontier league, you know, Dwight Smith Jr. Uh, also another former big leaguer in the, in the middle of the offense and, you know, uh, offensively slash defensively, Diego Goris is back with us. Uh, we were able to go out and get Dowell Lugo, uh, who was in the big leagues for a couple of years. And um, we got Jeffrey Perez over from York. And Jeffrey's another one of those versatile guys that uh, he can play center field. He can play short, second, third. He can play all over. And uh, we just acquired another uh, very good baseball player that you are very familiar with, Luis Roman. Indeed. And, and Luis is your your prototypical player that every single manager wants on his team. He can play any position on the field, including catching. As you know, um, he can catch in a pinch if necessary. Um, Love his bat from the left side. He's got some speed. He's got some power. And on top of that, he is, as you know, a wonderful human being. And I'll tell you, talking a little bit off topic of on the field, but off the field and in the clubhouse, you look up and down our roster – I mean, we see 26 just outstanding human beings, outstanding young men uh, on the field, off the field. And one thing that the coaching staff and I, we noticed, and I know it's early, it's only a week, uh, a couple of weeks in, excuse me, but every single day after spring training, the guys were in there hanging out. And it's a combination of a couple of things. Obviously, it's a new season. It's obviously a combination of the personalities of the players and then You know, it's also a combination of the hard work that our organization did with the turf field. You know, we brought in an excellent clubhouse manager where it is night and day downstairs and the guys just feel comfortable. So seeing the chemistry right out the right out the chute like this, you know, has been well and dandy. But, you know, none of that matters until the bell rings tonight. And, you know, we have to go out and execute, play the game hard, play the game the right way and and win ballgames.
0: Billy Horn here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Billy, here's the final question that I want to ask you. You it's, it's very obvious that all you have to do is listen to you for five minutes. And and it's very clear that you are passionate, um, that you are all in as it relates to the dirty birds organization and independent baseball. Can you articulate though, why you keep coming back year in and year out? What is it about independent baseball that really does it for you? I just love the fact that it's, it's
1: just real baseball. You know, there's uh, – I know we have new rules and stuff like that, but, you know, every single manager, every single coach in independent baseball has played the game. Um, and, and, again, not to knock analytics or data or gurus, but, you know, what these guys need is players. Now, you got to remember, every single player that comes into pace, independent baseball are here because not, not one of the 30 major league organizations wanted them. So these guys are, are hurt. They're dejected they have a chip on their shoulder and and I've always felt that my number one job as a manager is to take care of these guys off the field and as people first number one you know so every year that I've been doing this I always make it a point to get up you know early you know 10 12 days early make sure that the housing is all squared away just to make sure that the gym memberships we have are all set the chiropractor the field the clubhouse all that stuff because when these guys are coming in, they want to feel like they have a home, you know, away from home. And, um, and again, I, I give kudos to my owner, Andy Shea. He said, here's your budget. Have fun. Go get them. So, you know, for me, I'm allowed to sign any player I want, sign any coach I want, release any player I want. You know, I get to order the back set that, that, that we want after talking to the player. So, you know, there's a lot of freedoms in independent baseball. And one thing that we always tell the players, especially guys that have never been independent baseball. And, and it's true. It's true all the time. We always tell them, this is going to be the most fun that you've had playing baseball in a long time because you get to be you. There is no, you know, Soto machine or, or a TrackMan machine. That's going to measure this. And then now one of our guys that we have that and all that stuff. Um, Cause the guys like to know where they are on an analytical level. So, they can hopefully get picked up, but when it comes to perform, it's on you. For me personally, I don't care about spin rate. I don't care about depth and, and and exit velocity. I don't care about all that stuff. For me, it doesn't matter. Now, on the same breath, any piece of information that I can receive to help my ball club get an advantage, I'm going to take it. So I don't want to seem like I'm this anti-data guy. But when it comes to independent baseball, nobody cares. It doesn't matter what your exit velo is. You know, if for instance, if you're a corner guy. You know, are, are you knocking in runs? You know, are you getting your, your extra base hits? You know, if you're an up-the-middle guy, are you getting on base? Are you scoring runs? Are you stealing bases? You know, for pitching, keep the walks down. That's what gets guys out of here, the real numbers, your actual statistics and numbers that actually count. Um, so, you know, independent baseball is the truest form of baseball. You know, the, the guys are just playing hard. You know, there's no little thing on your arm where you're calling pitch. It's old-school, real baseball with obviously the new rules that we have to get adjusted to, because I understand, you know, the game, the game does change. The game has changed and and things of that nature. And, and I've adapted to it and I understand it, but, but uh, independent baseball is great. You have all the freedom. And if there's any, any managers or coaches that have been in affiliated ball and they want to have fun again, check out independent baseball. And it's really good baseball. Don't sleep on it. You know, don't sleep on it because when guys get here, they say, Oh, I played with that guy in triple-A. You know, I, I was in the big leagues with that guy, or I was in double-A with this guy. So um, it, it's just really great. We're allowed to to be ourselves. Uh, we get to do pretty much whatever we want and shape our ball club and and instill our own philosophies, and, and we get to have fun with it. So I, I love it. it. I love Charleston. I really would like to stay here for as long as I can. But like I said, the bell rings tonight. we got to win some ball games.
0: we got to lo- win a lot more than we did last year. So. Well, Billy, I want to thank you for your time this morning. Uh, best of luck this season. I know that you guys will be in Gastonia May 16th through the 18th, so I look forward to seeing you then. Please give Joe and Luis Roman my very best, and I'll see you guys here in a matter of weeks. I can't wait. I can't wait to see your – how's your BP coming? Has it gotten better? Because it was pretty good last year. Uh, we're, we're still working on it, still trying to groove out some of the kinks. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Well, thanks again, Brian, for having me
1: on. I really appreciate it. Best of luck to you guys, and uh, and God bless.
0: Thanks, brother. We'll catch up with you soon. That was Billy Horn of the Charleston Dirty Birds, When we come back on the other side of the break. We'll prepare for Richard Walker here in this final hour of the week on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, you can find us Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. You can even stream the show on WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you with the next podcast, enjoy your day. We'll see you next time.